Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, I'm Trent, and it is great to have your company today for episode 134. This week on Toy Power, we hit up all the latest news, including a review of PowerCon. We then jump into a bit of reading, watching, playing. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. And Darren. Hello, one and all. Thank you for joining us. First off for our latest news, since our last recording, our fellow host Frank and his wife Ali have welcomed to the world little baby boy Jack. Jack Leonardo Joffrey. Everything, everyone is doing really great and we wish them all the very best. Now, is it Joffrey or Jeffrey? Uh, I thought it was uh, Toys R Us Joffrey. Is that right? Yeah, I, I, think wow. it's, I think it's Jack from uh, Incredibles, Leonardo from uh, The Painting uh, Person. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you never yeah. see life for yeah. You know, Big yeah. Bone and Lisa fans. Yes. Over yeah. at, um, Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Renaissance artist. Yeah, nothing to do with anything else. No. no. Uh, no. Yeah, so, um, but what a legend, uh, getting that uh, Leo aspect in the name. It's fantastic, think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I was out at the store and I saw Professor X from the Marvel Legends line and shot a message to Frank because I knew he was chasing it. And he goes, mate, if you can pick that up for me, I'll let you add an extra name into Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. I said, not necessary, yeah. but uh, love, love, it. love it. So that's great. Now, congratulations, yeah. Frank and Ali. Wonderful news. And so happy it's going well. He sounds like a pretty chilled baby. Yes, yes. So. Very cool. Yep. Except for the, um, the what are you, uh, three poos in 15 minutes or yeah. something. Well, I said uh, you... Natural daddy uh, appeal, you know, uh, aspect. Of... You know what he did wrong? He changed he did... the nappy straight, straight away. away. You've got to right. wait a good 15 minutes. It, it, it almost, changing a nappy that fast, it almost excites for more, yeah. you know, to You're come out. So asking for trouble. That's right, that's right. Yeah. All yeah. self-inflicted. Had a couple of <laughs> vomits on it. I think he got yeah. Chris with the vomit yeah yeah so that's it first means one to wear it. it first one yeah. to wear it great effort yeah. means you're getting involved so well done frank love your work definitely all right let's head into our first segment three two one cue music so what have you got for me she's got a new hat Super 7 have announced at PowerCon that they won't be making any more 5.5 vintage uh, Masters Universe style figures or Masters Universe Classics Club Grayscale figures, anything like that for the foreseeable future. And Brian said he's not certain when Mattel will give Super 7 permission to make them again. Super 7 can continue to make reaction figures uh, for now. Uh, the the muscle for Master Universe has ended and transitioned into Keshi. How so do you feel about this, Darren? It's uh, gone. Like that's done. Classics is done. Classics is um, sleeping, as we talked about before. I think we we actually had it. Um, three of us actually had a drink at Ben's house mere hours before this became official. When we were all speculating that that we thought this was how it was going to be, and um, as as we thought, it's transpired that. Master Universe has moved on. 
How do I feel? Obviously, there's a few things I would have loved to have gotten to. But, but would there have ever been a place where the lines ended or gone to sleep, gone on hiatus, where you go, yep, I got everything I wanted? Possibly. I had a list in my mind. How, how many actually, are we talking? I actually had a list at home um, that I actually wrote out some time ago. That I think is it, is it like a, a child's list to Santa? Yeah, pretty that much. It, that it goes uh, on a couple of couple of reams of paper. No, not a couple. It's, of it's reams. a scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more yeah, like a scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slides across the room. I was all about filling out the factions in my mind, I guess. Um, and and most of the factions are pretty close. So you know, I don't consider it to be the long list that some people considered it to be. There are a few things here and there, but hey, look, the at the end of the day, Masters of the Universe has a lot of good news coming its way. And and we'll talk about that as the show, um, as our show progresses tonight. But there's a lot of good news news coming, so it's hard to feel cheated or oh, too angry. Very, or, very or hard disappointed. to feel cheated. And, and Super 7 have a lot of good news coming their way as well. And, and fans have a lot of good news coming from Super 7. So again, it's really hard to feel cheated or, or disappointed. Because I think there's there's good things for both Master Universe and Super Seven in their future. Yeah, I was listening to Podcasters of the Universe today, and the guys on that uh, had been down to PowerCon, po which two. is yeah. Po Two, yeah. yeah. Um, and there was an interview with Eric Treadaway that Steve Bashardi did, and it was just wonderful because you know it was a question of how do you feel now that Masters Classics is ending or going going to sleep. I mean. Sure, it may be revived and sure, we might get more figures. I'm pretty confident we will get more figures down the track. But for now, maybe for the next three to five years, it's, it's gone on hold. And he was sort of asked, what's it feel like? And the sentiment really that you have to think about is, look at what we've got. Like, could you have dreamed from the outset when Eric Treadaway was going, please just let me get to the eight back. I yeah. just want to do the eight back. If I can do the eight back, I'll ha- I'm happy. And he sort of said it was all these little mini goals that they kept going, if only we could get to that. You know, imagine getting to all original, you know, 69 figures. Yeah. Um, like, tick that off. And then, you know, what they've done with Filmation, what they've done with mini comics, what they've done with Shearer. Yeah. It's new adventures. I know there's there's a few gaps in new the adventures. Mini comics. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing what um, they've done. Mike Young Productions, yeah. Prototype figures. Absolutely. Look, um, it's hard not... It's hard to feel anything but a sense of pride of that I can remember having many conversations with Trent when that line first launched. And I remember saying, well, they have to give us Faker because they've announced him for a con exclusive uh, for New York Toy Fair. And if they don't, they risk alienating customers um, that were planning to get that from the con and that could flow over to other lines like their DC lines and that. So, so we at least should be pretty safe on getting Faker. That was where my confidence level was at. You know, we may not have even got Merman which was due to come out before Faker, but we at least know we're going to get get to get to Faker. So when you think about that, and then that was where my head was at in late 2008, early 2009, that's a pretty good outcome for us to be talking about it in 2019. It's, it's lasted over a decade. Who would have thought? It's the deepest Masters Universe line we've ever had, and I can't imagine one going deeper anytime soon, particularly one at retail. Not to rain on this parade, but I think once Super uh, 7 released the Snake Mountain, that will be the official end of Classics. Once we get yep. that in the mailbag and 
received it at uh, the at people's door. I think that'll be the official day that classics is over. So, and, so we've still got a little bit of time to yeah. you know to celebrate classics until we until oh, those man. that have ordered it. Heaps have, of figures yeah. still to come. Exactly. Get in exactly. How's the déjà vu though? Um, no new. The Vintage Masters yeah. Universe line ended with a big playset and a live action motion picture at the. That was released Announcing. on the big screen, and classics oh, yeah. is pretty mm. much ending with a big playset and a film. Yeah, um, going to the going to the cinema. So, how's the deja vu? It is deja vu. All right, now, bit of news from Super Seven. So, with the end of classics, it's a bit of a change in terms of terminology and what we're getting from the figures. So, if you think back to the term ultimates, ultimate figures. This is how Super 7 7 inch figures are now going to be done. They're going to be called Ultimate. So, sort of the word classics is almost going with Masters of the Universe. Um, we're going to get tons of accessories with these figures, extra heads, usually for the most part, a second head, extra hands, accessories, painted accessories at that. And a bit of a change in the way they're selling the products. No longer do you have to buy the full case of four. Yay! <laughs> you can buy one yep. figure. So great for army building. We're going to see that as we talk a little bit later with one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reveals. It's going to be very important for. Now, the only kicker to all of this great news is the price point. So yes, we're getting extra heads. Yes, we're getting extra accessories. But we're getting now a USD $45 per item price tag, which is a lot of money. Now, that is set as the minimum price. That could actually increase, and that will be dependent on how the tariff situation plays out in the United States. But what do we think now, transitioning to Ultimates? We'll talk a bit more in detail about the specific figures we're going to be getting. Well, I but think, what do we think about this well, big price jump? For me, I think it just harkens back to our conversation a few episodes ago about the Toxic Crusader that we saw an Australian uh, website for a hundred dollars Australian, like it's it's uh, to me it's unaffordable. It's it's got to be that uh, gangbuster. Oh my god, I have to have it scenario figure for me to, to justify that to justify the amount. cost of of a hundred dollar Australian figure. Um, for a seven inch action you know, figure, that would be a lot of people's. I, I called it that I'm not going to be in for this Ninja Turtle line that they're promised, and I think these. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but I think these Ninja Turtle characters and the um, accessories and everything are just amazing. But I can't be dropping four hundred dollars on four figures, uh, you know, that that has no end, you know, in sight. I just uh, I'm trying to be a bit more careful with my money these days, and I I don't want to get into a line that I know is just going to be extremely expensive. So, and that's just my personal opinion. I mean, I'll I'll be very jealous of anyone else that gets them and I'll um I'd love to uh get my hands on them just to uh actually see it in person but uh you know it's a lot of money it is a lot of money but I understand that to have all those accessories to go to this ultimate um you know uh, air quotation marks uh character format this is what it's going to cost I understand that and for a, a niche uh company you know that that's what it's going to cost them um it's not Mattel releasing them at retail no for fifteen dollars, it's Super Seven releasing them to a niche online market. Uh, it's just reality. Plastics uh, cost is going up, and this is, and there'll be forty five now. There'll be one hundred and forty five in three years' time. So yeah, get them while they're forty five. I guess <laughs> yep. it'll be the new cheap, won't it? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Look, 
I think Ben makes some really valid points. I, I think that the important thing to consider regarding the price here is we talked about the Super 7 price of at least $45. Could be more with the tariffs depending on, on what happens. But also what, what we need to consider from an Australian perspective is uh, the dollar's actually t- uh, been tumbling quite quite a bit lately. It's at a, um, been um, at a 10-year low, I think, just in the time since our last recording. So... You know, there's a lot of variables as to just how much they, these things might cost for us to get out here. And, you know, I guess that has to be taken into account for each, each fan as well. So, But I do get $45 does get you a lot more than than what $35 US was getting you uh, for classics. So, so I, I do see that. But, you know, it'll be more than $10 extra for us here because oh, easy. of the... Yep. Um, the fact that we know we're near parity. All right. Well, let's not dwell any more on costs because let's get into the figures. They are amazing. Well, and we're going to start f- off. Funny you say that because this is one character I'm definitely going to get yeah. after my little spiel just then. Conan Ultimate. So this is Conan the Barbarian. And this is like the definitive uncanny resemblance of the man Arnold Schwarzenegger at right, his peak. He'd just come off Mr. Universe and stepped into plastic Goodness. Ultimate Super 7 in the, with the Motu bucket. Well, it's, it's his body, isn't it? Exactly. Really, the Motu exactly. bucket. That's right. It's just... It, it, I've seen a side-by-side comparison pic yep. of Arnie's screenshot from Conan the Barbarian and the screenshot of the prototype, um, you know, meshed right next side-by-side. And it, it is it is essentially Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, body right there. It's fantastic. So also shown um, amongst that was uh, Rexor and the guard. So the main bad guy, uh, Thrusser, is that how do you pronounce it? Uh, I thought it was Thrusler. Thrusler. Yeah, so uh, Thrustler Doom, uh, played by uh, James Earl Jones, of course, was pending likeness approval and not shown. So they could get him uh, out as the um, the head of the Lion King, but they can't get him as uh, from Conan the Barbarian. Um, so we'll uh, hopefully they'll be able to do that. And we're looking at December 19 as a pre-order. Now, I'm a bit sketchy on this. Is it yeah. not pre- December 19 pre-order or December 19 release? Well, see, because- I asked this question. Yeah on Instagram of, of one of the podcasts, and they said these are release dates. Now, that is not... I don't no, think that's true. No. Like, there's no way... It'd have you'll... to be pre-order right now for yeah. release. So I yeah, think this it's, is... It's, so they're all pre-ordered. These are all pre-ordered yes, so I dates. think the dates that we're going to talk about in the, in um, the uh, for the next, you know, hour or so is going to be the pre-order dates. Let's just uh, assign that to that. Yeah. That is the date because there's no way no. they will be able to get these figures um, to us. December 19 for pre-order, December 20 for actual receipt. Pretty much, yeah. But that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And oh, I cannot praise this Conan the Barbarian uh, version enough. He, from it what we saw, great, he? he comes with two swords. They're ultra detail. I'm not sure if he'll get any more ultimate treatment, but um, yeah, he just looks fantastic. Just, just the This is a character I've wanted in my collection forever. And... Uh, Super happy uh, we're getting it. So mm, yeah, very nah, cool. love it, love it. Thundercats Ultimates. Now there was a lot of conjecture when Thundercats got released, and we were getting figures. Mattel had already given us two trains of thought here. One is, please continue and get us the core characters. Where's my Tiger? Where's my Chitara? Where's my Schnarf? So people do want they want to round out that core group of Thundercats. I'm also in for a lot of the bad guys and a lot of the second wave of Thundercats as well. We did get Pumaira in the classics from Mattel, but there's still Bengali. Monster Mumra, you know. They're Monster Mumra. There's there's still 
plenty to come. Yep. And I think Brian has allayed a lot of those concerns because I think this is a smart move to get four figures, four figures that people that didn't get into the line will get them into the line because we, we knew a lot of people that when they heard the line was ending, they just cancelled yep. their order. Yeah, they yep. just like, I'm not, I'm not going to collect it if I can't get the full set. Now, those people, they don't want to pay the ridiculous secondary markets to get a lion-o to then jump into the line. So They can just come back in now. They can come back in now. They can grab it. And what was missing, I think, in the initial announcement was, hey, guys, don't worry. we got this covered. We're going to get to it. So yes. Brian released that schedule. And trust me, they've got plenty planned. This is going to pick up a lot of the slack that they're leaving from losing the master's license. So I reckon, you know, don't... I know there's been this Thundercats curse. Don't stress. I think this is going to go deep and I think this is going to run for at least a couple of years. So, Lion-O, the decrepit Mumra, Panthro and Jackalman are all the four figures we're going to get. Now, I did listen to the Pixel Dan interview with Brian where he did say they're tweaking some of the, the things slightly. They talked a little bit about scale, that they weren't happy with well, some of the heights. Um, was it Pumra? Pumara? Pumara was very was tall. Very tall. Very so tall. Yeah. He, I think he did mention that in his interview that some characters were too tall and yeah. shouldn't be in that tall. So we're, we're fixing that. Yeah. So without actually naming names, no, he, didn't he, name was, names, um, but... he was uh, commenting towards that, gesturing towards that That's aspect. That's right, so. yeah. And tons of accessories. I'm not going to go through them all, but they're just... This is giving the name Ultimates. They all came with secondary heads with the mouth open. Mumra had... The original Mumra figure that I got, the Mattel one, came with two capes. So sort of a more open cape and a more wrapped around cape. This comes with two capes. uh, The open cape done in plastic and the more wrapped around cape is now in cloth. So I guess there is a benefit to having that original figure in that you get the closed non-cloth cape that you won't get with this release. But people love cloth and... I think it's going to be a great addition to get that that cloth cape into this figure. It'd be a cool photographer's dream because oh, yeah. you know have it up like you know transforming mode or yep. just you know have him like um, all bandaged up like he's uh, just got out of the shower or you yeah know, like, exactly yeah. you can do it all. That's so right. That's wonderful. right. Yeah. And one accessory I did love was Panthro came with some goggles. So like welding goggles, these black goggles you can put on his head because that's what he was. He's the tech guy, he's the machine guy working on the Thunder Tank. Exactly. Really, really cool. I love that. But all the detailed accessories, a lot of those come back to the cartoon. So the horsemen have been busy going back, watching animation and building out um, a lot of, ex- you know, not just weapons, but sort of accessories yeah. and communication and, yeah. uh, uh, modules and things like that. Yeah, really, really cool. So loving it. Um, packaging was an interesting one. I think where they're probably heading and we got a bit of a flavor with some some pics. We'll talk to it in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I think they're heading down the boxes. So if you think to what we get in something like a, a Filmation Club Grayscale where they come in the, the box. Um, I think they're moving away from sort of blister cards, but time will tell. Brian, they're working on the packaging and, and basically they're saying, you won't be disappointed yeah, by I, it. I, I, I'm putting it here now. I reckon it'll be straight up vintage inspired. Yeah. I think it'll be black packaging, yes. original sort of logo and whatever aspects. Yeah. You'd, yeah. you'd have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm really excited to see what this packaging was like because, to be honest, the Maddie Collector stuff was pretty plain, pretty pretty average and uninspired. And I think Super 7, we, we know what they can do with packaging. That Shearer, mm. that DreamWorks Shearer packaging they did was sensational, out of this world. 
And I just got a bunch of the reaction figures during the week. I went back and picked up some of the remaining Master of the Universe reaction figures that are in stock. And that artwork on those vintage Kenner style figures is out of this world. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason I bought those was for that package. I, I think a lot of people do. I think that's part of the it's selling one point. One of the main yeah. selling points. Yeah, one of the major selling points. All right. So just quickly to touch on those dates, some interesting stuff here, I guess, if you do analyze the dates, but Wave 1 is live for pre-order now so you can jump on super seven website and get that then wave two is january and wave these are four characters four each characters wave. each yep. time and then basically you go every it looks like kind of every three months you get one so start of january start of april start of july and start of october i did also just want to quickly mention that there was the pixel dan interview and he did ask, well, what's happening with reaction for Thundercats? And Brian said, yeah, it's something we'll get to, but we've just got a big pipeline for reaction figures. So um, don't expect anything until sort of late 2020. Yeah, for sure. All right, now this is probably the big one, and this is where we had our page just melt down when these pictures emerged. And, you know, it's been really interesting to kind of try and visualise what Super 7 was going to do with the Ninja Turtles licence. We did kind of catch on that it was going to be very toy-inspired, and boy, they didn't disappoint with the toy influence, and that's what we're getting. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Classics or Ultimates is going to be very, very Playmates toy-inspired. First up, again, similar to Thundercats, we're going to be getting four figures, Again, they're going to be released every quarter. They're going to be at a, a you know different quarters to Thundercats, so they'll sort of stagger them. Clever. Which is, yeah, obviously, because you, otherwise you'll bankrupt people. Um, and the first four is Raph, Splinter, a foot soldier, and my favourite of this wave, Baxter Stockman, who's very, very toy-inspired indeed. Now, one of the coolest accessories that Baxter comes with is a mouser, Pretty much in scale, but in the tune colors of the wacky action mouser. So that turquoise color, it is just amazing that they've gone and put in a toy mouser. They'd be silly not to, In if this goes well, they'd be silly not to do a three or four pack uh, box set of mousers alone, just as a, you know, comic exclusive, comic, uh, con exclusive or a running you know, exclusive or something, or just something that you, you know, we're running out of ideas. Let's chuck in a few mouses because people would go crazy. Could not agree more. And as far as the Super 7 announcements go, this is by far my favourite. If I had to pick one to collect out of the, the three new lines, this would be the one. Um, hoping I won't have to, of course. But if I had to pick one, this, this would be the one. Uh, I love the fact that they're spreading the turtles across multiple waves and that they're doing some things different rather than just wave one, here's your four turtles. Because we've seen a lot of lines do that in recent years and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I understand the the um, the sense behind it. But to see that happen time and time again, this just mixes it up quite nicely. And along with the fact that it's toy designs not animated will help make this Super 7 line stand out amongst the others, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Another thing that's very toy-inspired is the weapons racks. If anyone can remember back to the original Playmates toy line, um, a lot of those figures, not not all, but certainly all Wave 1 pretty much, all the weapons came on a rack and you would pop them off almost like building a model kit. Uh, I don't know, did you did you cut them or did you almost sort of twist them off? Uh, well, I think I cut them. Yeah, yeah I remember. You could either could, do could, either. Um, and then you had the little rack and it had the... As I learned in, in my adult life, it had the little uh, nodules that you could put the um, throwing stars on, the ninja stars. 
Um, so we're getting that. Now, this is a really interesting point because, you know, if you think back to the day, they were just cast in a solid sort of colour, coloured plastic. Um, and clearly that's not what we do in collector lines these days. We paint them to be accurate to the to the colour scheme. So at the moment, what, they, what Super 7 showed us were these weapons racks with coloured accessories, coloured weapons on there, but attached to the rack. And one of the questions was going around was, you know, does that risk damaging the weapons when you cut them or rip them or break them? So they're considering whether they actually give you one weapons rack weapons and then give you the weapons again, not attached to a weapons rack. So maybe the signature weapons uh, like Mm. uh, Raphael's size, uh, not on the weapons rack. And then I'm thinking the just a plain all accessories on the weapon rack. And then you've got the choice because I think it'd be too much to release Possibly, yeah. Two, two yeah. sets. I mean, $45 plus a head plus, you know, all this all articulation hands and, yeah. uh, and hands and things and, and the turtle com and all that. I think it's, I think you're stretching the budget there. So I wouldn't be surprised if you get the signature weapons of the character yep. and then a plain um, one scale color scheme on a weapons rack. So that's my prediction. That okay. would make a lot of sense. Cool. The other thing was John Caulfield, a friend of the show, John Caulfield, Keen observer in one of Brian's coffee Instagram snaps spotted what looked like some boxes of the Ninja Turtles, some sample boxes in the background, and yeah, very much in a in a box, not in a blister card, and very retro in the color scheme. That brickwork that's done on the original cards. So very interested to see what that looks like. The other thing is the second head for Raph um, looked to me like the IDW head from the comics, which is a really cool move because. We, we haven't really got an IDW version to date. So super, super cool because that comic book series is wonderful. Yeah, and it's the longest running Ninja Turtles comic series to date. Yeah. On, ongoing. So, yeah. So well glad because they could have given us any other yes. second head. But to give us one we really so, haven't so got, so clever, you've, right? You've almost got a vintage style Ninja Turtle or you can have a modern style with the IDW uh, head. So I think that's just a brilliant uh, marketing uh, tool if you want a modern turtle so to speak yeah release dates for these wave one will go on pre-order october 2019 and then we're talking march june september and december for waves two to five classics uh, saint mountain was talked about and celebrated that it's going ahead some progress teaser shots were shown of sculpts fans around the internet have expressed concerns that the playset is being slightly downsized but brian uh, has promised that it is not and will still be released in the scale to its measurements initially promised. Which I think they'd have to. Wouldn't yeah, they? I they would sold think us so. that. They they wouldn't because really it's been be sold able to... at that scale. So yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah, did see a few pics floating up of you know the wolf microphone. I know it's not a working microphone this time, but some sculpted details of that coming through. So it looked it looked great to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean, everything did. they showed looked wonderful. So I mean, it's sort of one of these things I've. I've ordered it and kind of forgotten about it. And and I, I don't want to think too much about no, it because you can't, uh, you can't. I, I just sort of, you know, when it gets closer, then I'll, I'll start to get excited. But right now, just happy it's it's being made and, and clearly they're working on it. It's a big project for yeah. them to but tackle. I think, I think it's, they've done the right thing by giving you a bit of an update shot and a couple of sculpts, even if they're pretty, um, you know, prototype sculpts to this. I think it's a good, you know, indication of hey, we're it's still going ahead. We haven't forgotten about it. Here's here's to keep you keep keep you excited. Sort it of reassures the horses too. Because one of the first things I heard when when 
the news dropped that Mattel were no longer letting Super 7 make more classics because people were talking about not just Snake Mountain but all their other figures that they pre-ordered. Does that mean we won't get them? Yeah, yeah. So just, yeah. it just reassures people that what you paid for is still coming. All right, moving on to Mattel now. So Master of the Universe minis are promised to hit retail in fall of 2020. Lots of new characters shown off, such as Buzz-Off, Jitsu, Trapjaw, Stinkor, and several chase paint variants of characters, including green mini comics Trapjaw, Slime Pit He-Man, a black and yellow 2000X Skeletor. Can you give me that name, Darren? Disco Skeletor. It's Disco. Is it Disco? Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't oh, want yeah. to write I, that I and then be like, no. Nah. Disco was always the unofficial name yeah. given okay. to yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's a Disco Skeletor yeah. version. Okay, so it is yeah, Disco Skeletor. Uh, as well as Serpent Man at Arms. Uh, and he, again, doesn't look very good. So, <laughs> boo. Uh, very cool news uh, of this line continuing and uh, broadening out. However... They are slated to be in damn blind bags of all well, things. I know blind bags suck, but they're blind grey skulls. No. They're in little castle grey yeah. skulls. So but that does yeah. look cool. They do look cool, so, but that's yeah. that's that's a really bad move. Yeah. Isn't so it? It, 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 that's right. In my opinion, it's definitely a bad decision. Uh, they are packed in the small grey skull clamshell, so they open up inside. So they might come in a poly bag or something, but they're inside the grey skull, so you can't go and feel them like you do Lego minifigures or something to work out who you have, uh, which is annoying. But the grey skull clamshell will double up as a stand. Um, I'm not sure, I, but I still don't like the fact they are blind bag style releases. I don't care. I hate the. No, it's yeah. it's a it's a bum move, and yeah. and you know I like as a mint on card collector displaying them in the packaging, yeah. and and it's just one less thing that entices me to collect those. If this had been I done, I think they'll work well for kids because of sure, the lucky yeah. dip mentality. But I'm sure they but will. Given yeah. that you're also hoping to ride the nostalgia. It should be an overall version, like like um loyal subjects. Loyal subjects learn pretty quickly that blind bags weren't working for them, so they transitioned. And I just annoyed that Mattel is still in that uh, kid aspect because I believe almost, yeah, I almost believe that more adults will be picking these up than kids uh, initially for the first wave. I think you're right. Anyway. All right. Well, now there's some very nostalgic stuff coming in the 5.5 line, Darren. And there Tell certainly us, is. And t- let's just say, yeah. these better not be blind bagged. That was, I'm going to go eight. No, well, we know because we've seen the packaging. Yeah, <laughs> you, No blind bags here, mate. So um, as Trent said, more 5.5 Origins coming, including Battle Cat and the Sky Sled vehicle with a vintage toy accurate looking Prince Adam figure packed in. Also teased as up, up and coming... Wave of releases were Orko, Manada, uh, Many Faces, sorry, Trapjaw, and the big one, Skaglow. Yeah. yeah. A modern Skaglow in 5.5 scale, I think he's going to go down a tree. Oh, yeah. Given his rarity, yeah. a lot of people it's are going to see that as a holy grail. It's so, the only box version I'm getting. <laughs> to fantastic that much, move. And Battle Cat will be released in a box style packaging that was on display and features art that is very similar to the original. Um, box art for the, oh, it looks beautiful, the, doesn't the 1982 it? 1982 Battle Cat. That Battle Cat box, that's a sign of the the effort that's going. And finally, finally, absolutely, spend some money. I, I don't know. Did you get the impression this was new art? Yeah, yeah, yeah it looked it, like new art. It didn't looks it? like new art that's supposed to tip the hat to the vintage art, the rather or, the than norm. just being vintage art put back on. Sure, like it, but, but finally. You know, and this is not a... And that, to be fair, that's not a shot at Mattel. Who does toy art nowadays no in packaging? No one. Very little. Yeah. Wonderful move because that's what makes... And that's, in my mind, I know they got to it in classics eventually. 
when we started to getting into box things, they started to go back and do some of that art. But you know, for a long time, that was sort of what was missing from that line. Yeah, was and it was, was definitely a lot of that, from 2002. That yeah, and, and even to the extent of you know when they would paint a figure and stick that on the back of the card back. You know, you get a painted version of He Man, yep. painted yep. version of Skeletor. It looks like that style is back. So wonderful, mm. wonderful to have that. A couple of things I wanted to point out: Battle Ram, like what they did with with classics we got two versions this has the interchangeable yep. you know bonnet piece or, or head piece yes. so the snake or the sort of i don't know falcony type head wonderful like for a, what is this we're going to retail at yes. 25 this, bucks um, a sky sled yeah 25 bucks something like you that. get a yeah. prince adam and you get interchangeable heads and and, and not only that you i think you get blast effects yeah, for, to do. um addition, add to the uh, sky sled wonderful. so it's firing yeah, that's a that's a great. I think that's going to be a very popular toy, right? Oh, is it ever? Like for yeah. ki- for yeah. kids, you know, to play with. And and the uh, uh, cherry that it's a vintage style uh, Prince Adam, which yes. you know might yeah. not come out on its own card for a while, so people be um you know get, banging to get that. So. Absolutely, yeah. it is a holy grail. I mean, mm. I still remember getting it for my birthday, sixth birthday in nineteen eighty four, and you know, um, so for me, you know. It's, you know, almost as important as E-Man. Yeah. So, so these yeah, it's terrific. These are uh, Origins uh, characters are, are due for release fall 2020. So, um, yeah, set your cl- uh, calendar for that. <laughs> Bring it on. I've already marked my calendar. I'm counting down the days, Ben. Counting down the days. Now, this line, we're getting some more of those WW Eternia figures or Masters of the W Universe. Was no, it something no, different? I don't I, know what I, they're officially called, yeah. but... But anyway, they're, they're basically the mashups between wrestlers and masters. They look to be in the same buck style, definitely, have definitely. the same yep. interchangeable part yep. system. And um, so, three more characters revealed: Macho Man at Arms. Very, very clever use of the the names there. I love what they've done. Ray Mysterio Stratos. He looked sensational. He looks wonderful. Yeah, he did. Yep. Like, to me, that's almost you can get him as a figure and put it with your masters. Yep. Yep. Looks so cool. Yep. You could almost have him as like your every every yeah. army builder. Oh, yep. wonderful. Yeah. And this was really cool. New Day Manny faces where all three of the wrestlers are the different faces. How yep. cool is that? Yep. What a clever idea for Manny yep. faces. Yep. And I think I love the look of this. Very vibrant because they wear the very, you know, pink and, and bright yep. purple colours. I think this just looks crazy yep. I, with the colour scheme. They looked sensational. I like Macho. Uh, sorry, it was Macho battle, bat, battle Armour Macho. Yeah, it was. And he has and the, the, gla- the, glasses, the sunglasses so, yeah, that get damaged. Yeah, so he, uh, yeah. his um, sunglasses were broken in different stages as uh, for Battle Armour. A lot of fun. That was cool. There was lots of artwork going yep. around, sort of prototype artwork and things. Um, uh, the trench coat guy, the... Um, Undertaker. Pe- Undertaker was yeah. there as Scareglow, so and they're saying oh, that he will. Yes. Um, that looked uh, glow. great. There were a few different versions, yes. weren't there, yeah. on the art, like yeah. the prototype. Yeah, so I think art. I think they're just trying to finalise yeah. which version they're going for. Oh, it and looked things. wonderful. Uh, but I'm honestly, I'm not much of a uh, WWE fan, so I'm I, terrible at trying to identify who's who. No, but same I, here. I def- definitely recognise who they are depicted for Masters, but yeah. um, you know, people are getting excited. I'm going to grab that character's weapon and going to buy that one for that and as Darren said you know the um, uh, character Ray Mysterio for Stratos you know army build Stratos uh, avian warriors behind uh, your regular masters Stratos like they're they're doing really well and the fact that these guys are coming out first I think they're going to get some uh, 
a pre-sales in the yeah. uh, through the door just very, to, very clever just move. for people testing the quality yep. for um you know checking out what they're mm. going to be like for army building you know or exactly. interchangeable just buying because I want that weapon in and that they have and, brand I mean particularly in the US they have immediate brand recognition yes. they're in the public eye. Mm. They're doing classic characters as well as the modern characters that are out there right now. So I think kids are going to be gravitate towards yep. this without much, you know, pushing. With with I think Masters, we'll talk a little bit about you know some of the tie-in products that are coming for Masters, and, and you know some big news that was announced around Kevin Smith. But you know this is a great way to get yeah. kids into yep. the line, and like that for me, that Triple H figure. He's got a removable mask, and I just love the aesthetic on that mask. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I can't... I'm not going to be able to turn down that AAA yeah, yeah, because yeah. I want that mask. That's right, yeah. and, and it'll be great testing our field to see if we... When and if we get them in Australia. So Certainly if we, if we get them in Australia, uh, we'll know that masters aren't too oh, far away. Definitely. So I've yeah, got to give myself full props for this. I don't know a ton about wrestling like the rest of the gentlemen in the, in the room, and and... I probably wouldn't normally consider buying wrestling toys, but my God, is this a great way to market a Masters Universe um, set of products in the lead up to a new line, a film, all the rest of it? You know, what a fantastic way to sort of take it out there and and, and just push the brand. Very clever. All right, we'll move on to some books now. There are a lot of great announcements in the book space. So first of all, from the Power and Honor Foundation, spokesman Emiliano Santaluccia revealed that their efforts are at the moment around creating a vintage Masters of the Universe toy variants guidebook. And we saw some, some cover pages or some prototype pages where they take the pictures of the characters at all the different angles. So we had one of He-Man um, showing you know, side on, quarter side, back, front, all that good stuff which is finally to get you know this in a book is going to yep, be wonderful definitely. but all that work that's got to go oh. into the variants is incredible and they've been doing this research for years yes. if not decades yep. right yep. cataloging yep. chronicling all the different variants and it might be you know I'm just going to pull a number because I have watched a bit of background on this there might be you know 80 to 100 he-Man variants. Oh, easily, right? easily. So yeah. th yeah. this is no mean feat no. in chronicling no. this. So no. well done. Power and the Honour doing great work yes. in chronicling and archiving yes. a lot yep. of this, this and work. Preserving. And preserving. So yeah. very, very excited to, to see anything coming out of Power and Honour. Yeah, be wonderful. No, very exciting. And uh, continuing on, on that excitement train, Pixel Dan revealed he is also has a vintage Masters of the Universe and She-Ra toy guidebook in conjunction with Dark Horse Publishing that will showcase a vintage toy collection as well as, I'm guessing, new adventures as well. I'm not certain if 2000X will be in it or beyond uh, will make the book, but only time will tell, I guess. So this is very interesting to have these two books coming out, you know, announced at the same time. And I think there's a bit of a uh, gripe between Emiliano because apparently he pitched the let's do a toy book and Dark Horse, you know, pushed him away, nah, nah, not happening. And then now all of a sudden Pixel Dan's like, yes, I'm doing it, it's official and things. So I think Emiliano is pretty bummed from what I've uh, been seeing on Facebook. But, but they're, they're different, aren't they're, they? That's right. Because he one's said, a very, think, one's a... Yes. You know, Emiliano is going to look at variants, yes. right, yeah. as a focus, and yeah. that's just and something. That's, a, that's an entire topic. That's on an its entire own. topic on yeah. its own, you, and you've got to give that the space to breathe. So, P 
Pixel Dan, he just won't have access to those no. variants. No. So he won't be able to, to do that. True. And and True. I think you need a book that is just chronicling the toys. Oh, like because Broadly, there has, you know, nothing, yeah. there has yeah. been nothing. There's nothing. In, yeah, I've there's, got a few you, toy you, catalog books. Tomarts or, yes. or your Lees yeah. or something is the best source. Yes. And they're yep. magazines that have just put some photos on that, print. That's six pages. Yeah. A, yeah. A, in the middle of a, a, a book dedicated to other toy lines. Yeah. So. Um, I, no. I, hands down, I buy buy both. No, oh, uh, you know, without question. Yeah, without exactly. Question. A lot of people will, and, and you know, you can't downplay the work that Paranormal Foundation oh, no does. Way. Like no. it's wonderful work, and yeah, look, disappointing if if Emiliano sort of feels yep. like he's he's been pushed to the back burner a bit. But his book will be a quality product. Oh, hundred percent agree. Yeah, absolutely, oh, I agree and more. I totally agree with what your um, sentiment around them being two totally different products. Yep, and I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't fall over myself quick enough to get both. Mm. So we have some more news on books. Penny Dreadful, also known as Danny Galerta, has announced a little additional book, The Dark Horse Characters Guide and World <laughs> Com- Combopedium Supplemental Guide with a ton of material that couldn't get into the last book plus new stuff that was created after the last book's release in 2017. It will be bundled with the toy guide and available as a special bonus book Available exclusively via the PowerCon website. More details to come soon. So, so that basically, if you go on and you buy the Pixel Dan book, the Dark Horse book, you'll get this as a pack-in when you buy it from the PowerCon web- yeah, website. Yeah, I'm that- not sure how that'll work or whether, it'll, um, whether or not it'll be, a, do you want to add this to your cart? Right. You know, and, and pay this for it. Or I, I'm sure it'll be an extra cost. I don't yeah, think it'll be was, free. That was how I envisioned yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I don't. I didn't sort of see it as a. But it's the only way to get it. That it is the only way to get it as an exclusive. Now you did say it's going to be a little book. Now I I don't disagree with you that well, it will be. Well, that's how Danielle. That it'll be. I I think this is going to go. This is going to get big before you know it. You know how much you know how many pages that encyclopedia racked up. Yeah, yeah. I can just imagine this being you know at least a hundred pages or something. So. Who knows? But wonderful. That's all the better. Yeah. Now, look. If that's the only way to get that, um, wonderful to jump onto the PowerCon website and order both those books through. That'll be be wonderful to grab. Absolutely. It's also a way to support PowerCon and help that yeah. as an event grow, particularly oh. for people like like myself who can't necessarily get there, or certainly not every year, and might have it on their bucket list to get there, but would like to to you know. Show their support where and when they can. Yeah, no, good idea. More on books now. We've got the new DC Comics six-issue run has been announced. They showcased the first cover of the series, and it is a movie He-Man battling Critter from New Adventures of all characters. Truly a universe-spanning storyline that will tie in multiple variations of the franchise. This is he-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, oh so, yeah. This is classics. This is my toy classics um, display as a comic book. in comic book form. Like, I am yep. so pumped. Definitely can't. I can't wait. And uh, oh yeah, very very cool to see this uh, Elseworlds storyline. I, I, I think is the best way to put it. So um, bring it on. Can't wait. Very. Do we have a release date for that? Uh, I think we did. I haven't written it down, but... I think it might I, have been November. Or yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Pretty early. It's, it's late this year. Yeah. Sweet. So we have some more news in the world of publishing as well. Mark and Rebecca Taylor have announced Mark's autobiography at PowerCon. 
He-Man and I and Odyssey. Yeah, some very cool artwork on this cover as well. It certainly it has is. a picture of what it looked like to be a young Mark Taylor holding, you know, like a trash can for a, sword, a shield and a little sword. And then almost, you know, the like that sculpture they put up at PowerCon and they've put up at San Diego Comic-Con of He-Man holding the sword up in the background. Right. So very yep. clever, you know, um, showing the little boy's imagination yes. of where this, yep. where this spawned from. Yep. So that'll be a wonderful read. Absolutely, yeah. I, I can't wait for that. And and very nice to have Mark and Rebecca Taylor at PowerCon 2019 Definitely. just gone. So, yeah, wonderful to, to see that there. All right, now we're going to head into TV. And here we have been waiting with the big news, really, of this event. And this was funny. I'm just going to tell a quick little story here because I woke up. For, for us, it was the Monday morning Australian time. And my alarm went off and I blearily I sort of looked at my phone and was scrolling through Instagram. And one of the guys I follow had started a live feed from PowerCon. And I loaded it up and followed it. And there was Kevin Smith up on stage. And he was, he was talking about some comic book. And then he started saying something like, you know, you know, no one's really doing a, a TV show. How would you do a TV show? And this is the way I would approach a TV show. And you know which studio should have this TV show? I think it should be somewhere, like back in the 80s, everyone could get access to the TV show, like Netflix. And then the, the video went dead, like he, he stopped live streaming. And I just thought, wait a minute, this, this was a ruse. Like Kevin Smith wasn't there to talk about you know some long-departed comic book. He's there to to talk about a new TV show. So I quickly went on our Patreon page and posted, I think there's a new cartoon coming, just on this little snippet I saw. And then surely enough, it dropped like a bomb. I go to lunch every Monday with a with an old work colleague, um, Christian, and at that lunch, he's like, hey, you, know, you hear there's a new Masters of the Moon Universe TV show coming? I'm like... Have I heard? Of course I heard. What do you, what do you think? You know, <laughs> this is the only thing that's been blowing up on my Instagram and Facebook all day. Um, but the big news. But what else would you want blowing up? No, exactly. Great news to have to have blowing up. We are getting a new television series. Showrunner Kevin Smith, famously known for shows like uh, movies like Chasing Amy, Mole Rats. Done a lot of great stuff. And one Jay of my favourites, Clerks. Clerks, Jay, wonderful. Jay and Silent Jay and Bob. Silent Bob. Um, he's done a lot of great stuff. He's a big fan at heart. Um, and it's it's going to pick up where the 80s cartoon left off. It's called Masters of the Universe Revelations. Interestingly enough, no He-Man in the title. And it's going to be brought to life by the studio that gave us Castlevania on Netflix. Now, this is where there's probably a little bit of controversy because Castlevania is a, an anime. It's done in a very anime style. I don't know if that's necessarily what we're going to see, but I've heard they might be using the box art and the original mini comics yeah, yeah. as their inspiration. Yeah, so and that would be incredible. You, that would gonna... be. I've always dreamed of oh. a Masters of the Universe cutting that looked like that. Yeah. I don't I don't think Mattel's uh, would be smart to put out all these toys without some sort of art tie-in, you know, to catch people's imaginations but also you need to have the cartoon represent what you're showing the kids like you need to have that tie-in you, you can't you can have a disconnect in, no. in 2020 or 21 when this gets released you can't have a um ultra detailed painting oil painting-esque 
a fully Conan style, uh, you know, character riding a giant uh, green tiger, uh, you know, in, in the most amazing fashion artwork on a box. And then you see this um, sort of, uh, South Park animation on TV, nah. you know, and no offense to South South Park, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yep. you, you can't, can't have this be that basic, yeah, that that basic um, artwork. People, kids won't attach the two. No, they'll just be like, nah. What's the next game I'm playing instead? Because uh, you, you, it's that um, catching that uh, um, what do you call it? Um, circle of reflection or whatever. You know, putting the two two and two together. So I think they're very very smart if they're going to go for this box art for the adults and things that we want they need to tie it into this amazing art uh, anime art series uh for the kids and they can tone it down a bit with the storyline but i think it's going to capture a wider audience by having mature art yep. in, in as a tv show oh, couldn't agree gonna look, more looks gonna look stunning more. isn't it yeah. Yeah. it's gonna look stunning and one of the interesting things that kevin smith mentioned was when he needs to write a fight scene he basically goes I think he's meant to write the words fighty fighty and they give it to this studio called powerhouse something or other, and they'll just choreograph it. So they'll work on it to make the fight scenes look really cool. Wild. So like, how good is that? You yeah. just go write me a cool fight scene and you've got like a in-house specialized team to bring that to life and cool. just make it look wicked. Oh, so love it. I'm, I'm excited by yeah. this and I'm yeah. excited so by the fact, you know, I said to my mate when we caught up for lunch on Monday, I said, look, they're continuing it, which I, I don't know how they're going to get. And he goes, look, that's a great move because what that means is not a lot of origin stuff. They can kind of start the story. Like, you know, here's He-Man, here's Skeletor. They've been fighting for a long time. We know basically what's going on. And don't expect dramatic redesigns. You know, like whenever someone wants to relaunch something, I've got to put my mark on it. I've got to make it unique. I've got to change it up. No, you don't. And thank goodness they've listened to that and they're not going to do that. They're just going to give us... You know, very much what we expect designs are going to yes. look a lot yep. like. Because yep. I think if you think, if you join the dots, yes. the Origins line that we're getting is going to kind of coincide yep. with this. It's not going to be movie. That that line is going to be more reflective of the cartoon series than it is of a movie. 100% agree. And yep. therefore, those designs, I know they've changed the head up of He-Man from the vintage toy head. So I reckon that's sort of what they're going to look I, like. I, I yeah. predict two things. I think the toy line will predate the cartoon's re- actual release date by, let's say, three months maximum. Yep. I think they're silly if they get it any any earlier. And also, I think that um, by doing the by following on from the cartoon, you get all the car- core characters. So they're instantly going they're to already there. Yeah, yeah. You, you get the Man at Arms. You get the um, you know King Randor. You get you know He Man and Skeletor and things. You're not introducing. Oh, this is um, uh, Plundor. You know he's the main villain, and you're like, who the hell is that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, you, I agree. You, you, you're, you're, you've got the core base, and then you can have the villain of the week sort of thing you know down the track but it, you, you at least you know you're getting the core characters back and they're all going to know each other they're all going to have that sort of relationship and um whatever storyline they take place from there is um whatever in in kevin smith's uh, little brain i, I suppose. was listening to kevin smith's podcast earlier today actually fat man beyond where he actually talked about this and he one of the key points he made is this is not the kind of property that needs to be broken and rebuilt as far and to me that spoke a, a lot about his view about what made this successful before and about I think trying to tap into two audiences here is to try and keep some some very traditional elements alive while obviously making a more mature master universe that we've 
always known it could be if it was ever given that sort of shot. All right, some sad news regarding the fan film, The Return of Faker. So, unfortunately, James Etock has received a cease and desist order from NBC Universal and is blocked any public showing or putting on YouTube the 22-minute full episode of Return of Faker that he and Dusan had been working on so hard for the last oh, few years. Tirelessly. It's, it's yeah. such sad news and it's really disappointing. And unfortunately for James, this is just the worst timing. All this great news on bringing back Masters into the mainstream has just come at a bad time where I guess NBC Universal doesn't want to have a fan piece of work in there maybe confusing the audience yeah. um, which is a real shame it's a and, and especially it's a especially yeah. as high quality as what yeah. um uh, what he would create yes. you know like yeah. it's not just some person doing stop motion no. with their toys no. this is like one of the biggest well, hype ca- ca- you know um creators uh, around and they don't want you know they're like pretty much saying personally to him cease and desist because uh, yeah, it will confuse fans. It will. It might confuse the next generation. Yeah. Uh, people are looking. You know, the toys might come out and they might see Return of Faker and they're like, "What the hell is this?" And get the two uh, styles yeah. mixed up. And um, it, it's super unfortunate, but I can totally understand why uh, that they just want one con- uh, cohesive, uh, you know, animations format or whatever. They're saying no to Super Seven for continuing classics of course they're going to say no to james as well which is unfortunate oh, it's but, a real uh, bummer yeah uh, and, and he wasn't allowed to show it in its entirety at powercon i think the way they got around that was he was allowed to show it development like its development how he developed it and in doing that he was broadly from what i understand from Snippets. steve bashabi was able to show the whole thing right right i mean that's I mean, that's what Steve Bishardi said on his podcast, whether he was meant to say that. But but certainly it sounded like he was allowed to show it. You know, here's how it developed the first bit. Here's how it did it. And here's the clip. Here's how I've done the rest. Yeah, and here's, of course. And then yeah. here's a clip. So yeah. um, in that context, I, I felt like Steve Bishardi did see it and the, yep. the people at PowerCon did see it. And the reaction, you go and listen to podcasters of the universe for their reaction, but they were they were blown away by yeah. how good yeah. this, this yeah. was. So, he, he is a master. James absolutely. and Matt and that's are a master. That's the tragedy of this whole thing. It, it really is. And, and it must be hard for him seeing the fan base so excited about all the things that have been announced when this is also part of the, the package. Yeah. All right. Now, we're going to head on to some other toy news now. So we're going to leave our analysis of the... 2019 PowerCon behind and quickly jump into some some more news. And I did want to just touch on this because Hasbro, and it may come as no surprise, but Hasbro has been named the master toy license holder for Ghostbusters. And I guess when we saw that Optimus Prime Ecto-1 crossover, we probably knew this was in the pipeline, but it's great news because it it really goes back to its original roots, which is, you know, Kenner, Kenner which right. is now owned by, you know, Hasbro, I guess, if you sort of work through that that merger and what happened to Kenner. Um, so this is great. And, you know, Mattel did some wonderful things in getting us some very movie-accurate figures, which was a gap in the Ghostbusters toys. So wonderful that Mattel gave us that. But now, I'm really excited by this announcement. I do just want to read out some of the comments from Jamie Stevens. So what he said was they'll take over the Ghostbusters license in 2020. And and quoting him now, as we build up to release our new Ghostbusters film next year, it was only a natural choice to work with Hasbro to develop all new line of toys. 
that not only celebrates the new film, but also brings to the roots of the original film and the original toy line. So that's coming from Jamie Stevens, Executive Vice President with Sony Pictures Consumer Products. So I'm I'm hugely excited that they've referenced that nostalgia for the original Kenner toy line. Can you imagine, you know, like we're getting um, Ultimates by Super 7 in Turtles. Could you imagine? I know they're not going to give us something like that, but just some, some... Capturing that that vibe yeah. of that original real Ghostbusters yeah, line. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'd be awesome, awesome. All right, moving over to NECA. So NECA has fully revealed their second 2019 New York Comic Con exclusive, DC Comics versus Dark Horse Comics set, which will give us Green Lantern uh, based. We already knew the Dark Horse side of the set would include a, um, how do you pronounce that, Yatla? Yat. Yatuja? Yep, of the Sinistro Corpse Predator figure that is now based on an obscure appearance back during Green Lantern Volume 4, Number 24, and the Sinistro Corpse War storyline. For the DC side, we all now know that the set will include Green Lantern Corpse member Hal Jordan. As a bonus, there will be also an alternate John Stewart head sculpt. You can use it in place of the Jordan one. The downside for this, you will have to buy two of the sets to get each Green Lantern character on the shelf at the same time. However, in saying that, you get two Yellow Lantern Predators. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Exactly. Um, the Green Lantern figure will also include a power battery, attachable burst effects, and interchangeable hand. The Predator will feature two heads, det- uh, one with a detachable backpack, uh, sorry, one with a mask and one without, a detachable backpack, interchangeable hand, sword, spear, and more. The set will come in a window box packaging with embossed uh, opening flap. NECA will have more info at the end of the week on how to obtain this set. If you can, uh, uh, if you can, that is, if you're not going to the con or not. And um, I just hope that international fans like us can obtain these because we uh, essentially couldn't obtain the Joker Alien two pack nor the uh, Superman. So Superman Alien and the Batman Predator packs are just unattainable, and now they're going for an absolute uh, outrageous price on the, on the secondary market, uh, which is something I would have loved to get. I, I think this line can go very, very deep, uh, just you know, fighting the um, alien and predators uh, through the DC Universe characters, but they're just so ob- unobtainable at uh, an international fan's point of view. So, unfortunate. Mm. So, Bill and Ted Six Scale figures are set to be released by Sideshow and Blitzway, looking like they have jumped right off the movie screen for Bill and Ted's excellent adventure with their iconic fashion and elaborate accessories such as guitar. Um, you can easily re- replicate wonderful scenes from the movie, and these are available now for pre-order, and they do look sensational. Mm, they very- really do. In fact, I had that sort of little moment where I was almost doing the the um, strumming the guitar and in excitement when I saw them. They really do look like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Go, gonna get them. Tempted, tempted. I've got to be a bit careful about how much I spend, but yeah, I'm very yep. tempted. It, yep. It's a, um, I have a soft spot for both those films, yeah. and, and yep. can't wait for the third. Well, speaking of not wanting to spend too much money, don't don't look at this next one, Darren. <laughs> So um, we have some more news from Hot Toys. They've revealed official picks and details for Star Wars Return of the Jedi and or Princess Leia and Ewok Wicket. Both figures can be purchased individually or as a set of two. 
due out late 2020, the set will feature two accessories that are not available when purchased individually. Stormtrooper and Death Trooper helmets, whether to look like uh, the end scene drum kit. It's a wonderful set. When the pictures of this popped up, I was blown away. Like, this is, you know, Hot Toys doing their, their work. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The Lord's work. The Lord's work. It's just sensational. Well, I think, is it Lenny Bird? Lenny Bunny? Yeah, Lenny, Lenny Bird. Lenny on, Bird, uh, on yeah. Discord. yeah. Yeah, she's uh, already pre-ordered the... Um, the Wicket. The Wicket, so yeah. yeah. It'd be pretty cool. But I'd, 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 I think it's awesome, including those helmets as drum kits. I think that's yep. just a beautiful extra bonus oh, uh, that you don't necessarily need, but you also at the same time really want, yep. you know? So, yeah. And it takes you right back to that scene in the film. It's an exciting moment for yep. sure. Now, wonderful news. Hey, some other really interesting news we had, and, and we live in a world where obviously waste and landfill is a big issue. Plastic gets a bad name. And Hasbro announced during the week that it is going to step up its sustainability game by phasing out all plastics used in packaging by the end of 2022. Um, now, just to be clear, there was some... I think Frank posted a picture of like a cardboard yes. Optimus Prime. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, so just to be clear, it's not affecting the toys themselves. They'll still be able to be made out of plastic. It's just the packaging. So if you think about you know, what plastic is in packaging. Obviously, you've got the window boxes, that sort of plastic or the clamshell, but also things like um, poly bags that maybe weapons go in or plastic twisty ties that hold figures in. Or so, just, just the um, the mould like that sits, yeah, that, that makes sits stop in. the character floating around the box yep. inside or the something. The insert, so. that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So um, the plastics phase-out will require Hasbro product designers to get creative and it's interesting, I read a couple of articles and they did really talk about the biggest market being impacted by this is the collector market. So a couple of comments around, you know, collectors that, yeah, sure, you can stuff it in a box, a closed box, but I, I'm a mint on card collector. I want to you you know, see it. I want to see it. So well, I, I don't want to go and buy a, a let's say, a... Um an Optimus Prime off the shelf if, if it's got wicked artwork on the box. <laughs> yeah. Open it up and get home and like... It's a McDonald's this is, toy. Well, th- th- this is the quality of the McDonald's toy. Like, I, I want to almost see it and see the paint apps as well. Paint apps are a huge yep. thing in, in, issue. So you might buy an action figure um, and then get home and open it up and it's got droopy eyes or something. Or, yeah. the, the, you know, that that's such a concern these days. And Absolutely. You want to pick and choose if, if you've got a choice at the store. Yep. So... um. There were some comments coming out of Hasbro about how they're going to do it. So, quote, we'll do it in a number of different ways from redesigning packages to just taking out the plastic and in some cases replacing it with another material. So it sounds like maybe they'll be able to get something else that's very similar to a clear plastic look. Um, with how things- do you feel about that, Trent? I'm really keen on your thoughts because I know in the past we've talked about and for many years we've talked about lines where the card art's changed or the packaging has changed and you're someone who likes a, a consistency across an entire line. Yeah. So imagine if a Black Series or a Marvel Legends or, or something like that that had been established to be a certain way for, for many, many years suddenly looked very different. Yeah, look, it's going to be depend on how different it does look. And in a way, this might mark a, a very historic point in action figure collecting where it, if it does change dramatically... You'll be able to see, you look at your collection and go, that's where the plastics phase out came into play. Absolutely, look, that would be the historical moment. Yeah, and so from, from that perspective, I don't mind it. It, it sort of has a, a history to it. Um, yes, my preference would be if, if they can basically 
take the plastic and, and pr- put something else in there that looks very similar and maintain that aesthetic. That would be my preference. But I'm happy. Look, I, I like the environment and I want a sustainable world for everyone. And if Absolutely. this can help, I'm, I'm for it. So I'll, I think I'll embrace it. Um, I think if, if companies are just changing their packaging willy-nilly every couple of years, it kind of annoys me. Um, but refreshes are okay if they're done in the right way. And I think this is going to be in that category where I'm kind of kind of happy with it. Um, the, the, but this was called out. The toughest part of this initiative was noted that keeping collectors happy. And, and this is really interesting because they called out collectible lines such as Marvel Legends and Star Wars The Black Series specifically and talked about how important their window box displays were for all the reasons we've talked about already and collectors today reacted to the news on twitter with some asking hasbro to keep the plastic for collectors additions so be very very interesting to see how this all pans out Mm, all right let's head in sorry i was just gonna say i don't see how they can do it for one and not the other you know um full pun intended that would literally look like to to i imagine parents and grandparents who this is primarily aimed at would look like very much window dressing yep. if you went into the store and you saw the collector's edition next to the the mainstream oh, I agree mass I... producers is either got to be stick with the plastic for everyone or make the change for everyone yep no correct I, and I think we will see a change alright let's head into some movie news and Darren some big news and this has been the talk of the town all week I think the, <laughs> this has blown up the internet yeah, it has. Yeah, and how many yeah. memes have you seen oh, on this yeah, yeah. thousands so basically the internet doesn't work anymore because of this news so there's um, been some tension for a while I think we've known that there was a expiry date on on um, the Sony MCU deal with um, Spider-Man as played by Tom Holland and I think we all knew it was the Spider-Man Away from Home was the final film in the current deal. So what we've seen now is an announcement that that talks have broken down, that there's been some dispute um, over over pay and structure for for some people, but also uh, um, on Sony's part, I believe Marvel's wanted to pay 50% of production costs and in return receive 50% of the, the gross, whereas... Sony's wanted to keep to the existing deal, which was that Marvel received 5% of the gross and all the merchandising. So there's been some dispute about that. I've also heard uh, from Sony's point of view that it sounded like Kevin Feige may not have been as available to be as hands-on as he had been in the past and that that was a sticking point because they considered his work on the the Spider-Man films and, and... you know, to be to be really important, but he's got a lot of work on his plate with new projects in the MCU. So I guess there's there's a fair bit to play out on this, but but people certainly have taken their sides on it. Mm. What does everyone think around here? Oh, look, I don't want to see a Sony only Spider Man. Definitely, I, I just don't think it'll be. We've seen up- that across, I think, five films. Been there, done that. But 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 look at the quality of. What Marvel have introduced. I agree. So my concern is if we're going to get a Sony only um, movie, you're not going to have the Avengers in it. You're not going to have that that 
consistent uh, con- um, and continuity. Yeah, and and the the splicing in of other characters jumping in for to help him or contacting um, you know uh, Nick Fury on the phone or you know that sort of thing. It's just going to be cut all together, and you might get Venom now and things, which is exciting yeah. in its own right, but. I didn't like Venom. I, I thought it was boring. It just it, there were a couple of cool things, but it just went nowhere. And it, I, I can just it's nowhere near the excitement that I expect going into a MCU film. And I, I, I can't you know. Let's take uh, X Men for instance. I ha- still haven't seen the latest one because I've got no interest in that quality of film. I want to go and see a MCU film because I know I'm going to be. Uh, really excited and entertained and it's it's if i hear that um sony are doing it i probably will just uh you know blacklist it yeah and not bother seeing it no matter how much uh you know ratings it gets i'll i won't see it straight away and i think it'll um you know the power of the tickets uh going through the um you know the doors will reflect exactly my um concerns i think it definitely hurts sony but i also think it puts a huge hole in the mcu oh of course spider-man as played by tom holland was a big part of their post phase three i thought anyway um big part of their, their new face in the in the um we no longer have tony stark or or steve rogers or or even black widow in the current timeline i know she's getting a origin movie, but in the current timeline moving forward. So for me, that's just, that's another big absence on top of those other well-established characters. And I don't think there's any winners here myself. No. Well, maybe they have to get into some Night Monkey. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) Night Monkey featuring Mott, Mott, uh, what did they say? Mott Tolland or something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, So quite a few members as we uh, talked about. All right. Moving on. Avatar. James Cameron has announced the Avatar sequels. Now, we're not talking just one. We're not talking just two. We're talking about a mind-blowing four sequels. We've got Avatar 2 coming out on December 17th, 2021. We've got number three coming out on 22nd, 2023 in December. We've got number four coming out December 19th, 2025 shout out to my brother's birthday number five december 17th 2027 are we excited what do we think i'm not super excited i mean i'd I'd love to see you know a trailer for avatar 2 no no i'm just saying i'd love to see a trailer i'd love to see what direction it's going in and i'd love to see how how amazing it looks but if though if none of those elements grab me I can't see I, myself going I, to the cinema to see I this. love James Cameron. I love the alien aspects he introduced back into Avatar with the drop ships and things. Definitely. I think that was amazing. I think we'll get a maximum of three and then it'll just pitter off after that. So that's my prediction. I think well, it's hard to get excited about the fifth or even the third and fourth until you've seen the second one and what exactly. direction that's going in. It really is. I mean... I enjoyed the first one, don't get me wrong. But yeah, show me two first and then I'll see what, yeah. how I feel after that. Yeah. All right, continuing on the sequels train, let's talk about Matrix number four. So we've got the new Matrix with the original cast, including Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss to return. Lana Wachowski, the co-creator of the record-breaking and genre-defining world of The Matrix, is set to write, direct and produce an all-new film returning audiences to the reality-bending universe. 
Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss will star in the film reprising their, lo- their roles as Neo and Trinity, but opposite genders, uh, respectively. Warner Brothers Pictures and Village uh, Roadshow Pictures will reproduce the globally and distribute the film. The announcement was made today by Toby uh, Emmerich and uh, Chairman Warner Brothers Pictures Corps. Uh, this is a quote from him. We could not be more excited to be re-entering to Matrix, ha ha ha, with Lana, said Emmerich. Lana is a true visionary, a singular and original creative uh, filmmaker, and we are thrilled that she is writing, directing and producing this new chapter in the Matrix universe. Many of the ideas Lily and I explored 20 years ago about our reality are even more relevant now, said Wachowski. I'm very happy to have these characters back in my life and grateful for another chance to work with my brilliant friends. I am... I loved the first Matrix. Same here. They they declined in quality after that to to the point that Revelations is a struggle for me to watch. But... Having said that, and having you know, you know, acknowledging they're not perfect films, I loved certain sequences out of Matrix Reloaded. Right, I love that car chase sequence on the freeway. I love the battle in the Merovingians' mansion or chateau. Um, there's there's some scenes in that that I I when I got that on DVD back in when it came out to like early two thousands. I reckon I rewatched it like twenty times yep. just from that scene where they free the keymaster yep. from from yep. the prison to to kind of the end of the film. I love elements of that, and and I went back yesterday and watched it. What rewatched the burly brawl and and oh, it doesn't hold up that burly brawl. Some of the CG on that, um, but th- there is a lot to like even in those films that are subpar. And and one is a fantastic yep, film. Yep. I, I think much like our Avatar friends, these are record, these are sort of uh, groundbreaking films that are creating things that we hadn't seen before. Like, you know, the, the cinematography of uh, uh, the, the Matrix, you know, doing that whole rapid uh, around the character shot in a 360 do- dimension, having him, you know, Keanu Reeves bending and having bullets shoot up and over him in slow motion and things that was just amazing you know he jumps out of the building to jump onto the uh, helicopter and things just outstanding cinematography and avatar was you know that sort of first uh you know cgi that you couldn't tell where when when the reality finished and cgi started it was just and the colors aspect so i think these are definitely groundbreaking films in their own right but do they need a four, five, and six? No. Is is my question. No, and, I don't think Matrix and, does need a four. And also, my concern as well is they've left such a big gap between yep. the the last movie and the next one to start. That is my concern. Well, Matrix is getting on the risk twenty is years. Always the audience yeah. moves on. Yeah, and yeah. that's my other concern is that the longer you leave these gaps, the harder it is to get people back into their chairs sure. and 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 they and uh, cr- they critique it because. Not only are they going in thinking they for that nostalgic point of view, but it's not the movie they had. To, you know they've been dreaming about for twenty years, yep. and that's too much time for, to put some into someone's head their dream movie or what is going to happen in this new it's not sequel. Live up to the it's not going to live up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that's the big concern about leaving this huge time gap. Yep. No, very, very true. All right, the final piece of news we've got, we go into gaming now for Mortal Kombat 11, and we had two new character announcements during the week. The Joker has been announced uh, as a... I think they're doing like a first wave of new characters. 
and and there's going to be three lots of these sort of character drops so this rounds out the character drop number one um so joker and then terminator and it's the likeness and it's an incredible likeness of arnold schwarzenegger from the upcoming terminator film directed by james cameron dark fate so, so he's like a cheat character where you cannot be killed. Is oh, that possibly. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, yeah, just talk to some of the characters that are in the combat pack. Um, Terminator T-800 is going to come on 8 October 2019. Sindel, we're getting 26 November. Joker, 28th of January 2020. Spawn. 17th of March 2020 and Shang Tsung and Nightwolf who are already available. Bit of bit of conjecture and bit of concern that this is going to take so long to get these characters out. I've been waiting to buy the Ultimate Edition. Haven't bought Mortal Kombat 11 yet, waiting for all the characters to drop and I could be waiting a while by the sounds of it. Um, but yeah, shout out to Frank who I, I guess will be pretty happy to get Terminator. Who did we not get though? Robocop. How good would oh, that have been to get a man. Robocop yeah, in yeah. this? Would have been terrific. Yeah. And Joker, I was very interested. We talked a little while back in, yeah. in one of our podcasts about DC characters and not being able to do fatalities on them. Does this open up Joker to uh, it has fatalities? To. It has to yeah, because right. he's in a Mortal Kombat game. It's yeah. not, and this is this is their game, not DC's game. So he's going to be pretty crazy. I think that'll wow. uh, be good, and I think it's great for Spawn just um, with his uh, milestone three hundredth issue and things. So you know, Spawn is quite the um, excitement at the moment with yeah. his. Um, in his uh, comic book genre. So I think that's a great idea to, uh, you know, build on to his um, excitement. No, definitely. Mm. Reading, watching, playing is going to have to hit the back shelf because we went over time with all that news and there was a lot to get through. We're going to wrap this episode of Toy Power. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Big shout out to all our patrons. And we do have a massive shout out. Ben, do you want to do yeah, the honours on so this one? We've got the My Wife Is Gonna Kill Me uh, podcast, boys. Huge thanks to Travis, Steve and Pete. And uh, I just, you know, and thank you for the recent shout outs on your uh, podcast and um, Patreon on your pages as well uh, too guys that's you know really um, a lot of respect and things Um, really appreciate that and also we've got a local Aussie we've got another local Aussie Patreon join our team and that is none other than Chris Fresh from Geek Dudes Podcast and I think Hey Hey as well hey hey it's a podcast he does as well yep. and a few other things he's he's part of the wrestlemania crew um i'm sure a lot of people know him um so great to have you aboard mate i i um i'm a big fan of geek dudes podcast and uh it's awesome to have you another aussie you know local yeah. on board so no, um, doing some definitely. great stuff and absolutely and it means well just to have people supporting the show for sure no it's yeah. awesome no wonderful thank you so much and thanks to everyone for tuning into another episode of toy power and and sticking with us hope you like that rundown of PowerCon. unfortunately none of us were there i have got the green light from the missus to go to PowerCon. i just need to give the date and I think there's some exciting times coming ahead. We're hearing so much from people that are there that are trying to get us along. They're going, you guys are just going to love it. So when you guys are ready to lock in a, a trip down to Anaheim, California. I would absolutely do Let's it. get down there. We can check out As Disney World. you know, I have World. a few barriers right now. No, but right now, but we can um, think about that. But Disney World... Um, I want to get down to that new Star Wars theme yeah, park as definitely. well. Well, a lot of the people that I follow that went to PowerCon uh, either went before or uh, straight after PowerCon mm. to the uh, Disney um, Star Wars, uh, what's it called? Yeah, I uh, can't the, think the, of the name. The, but... the, 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 
Galaxy Star Wars. Galaxy Edge. Galaxy's, yeah, Galaxy's Edge. Edge. Yeah, yeah so it. a lot of people went down there to check it out. And, As you um, would. Yeah, it looks pretty exciting. It looks pretty crazy. Yep. Big. It looks huge. Yep. Like, uh, looks sort of life-size, the Millennium Falcon and all that jazz. So, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Enjoy. And we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah.